Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show, giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Hey there, you're listening into Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital and 3cr.org.au. My name is Lauren and from the Brainwaves team today I'm joined by Rebecca and Christine. We're going to be talking to Natalie who is the CEO of Mental Health First Aid Australia. Hi Natalie, thank you for coming on the show today. So just to get started, um, why was MHFA Australia established? So the Mental Health First Aid program was established in the year 2000 by a wife and husband team, Betty Kitchener and Professor Tony Jorm in Canberra. Betty is a, a, a consumer. She has lived experience of depression and had been discriminated in the workplace uh, for her um, as a nurse. And Tony is a researcher in mental health literacy and there had been some research, the first mental health literacy survey in 1997, which indicated that the public had poor understanding of what mental health problems were and of the appropriate treatments that were available. So they, on a, just on a dog walk, they thought, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to come up with a, a first aid course for mental health problems? Mm-hmm. And Betty was a Red Cross first aid instructor. So uh, they started doing that in their own time, just as volunteers, and thought it would be something they would just do in their community in Canberra. And little did they know that it was just the right idea at the right time. So it's now a very well-established program in Australia and internationally. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, Just before we go into what um, Mental Health First Aid Australia is, you mentioned that um, there was a survey that revealed that back in that time where they were establishing this organisation, mental health literacy was quite poor. Do you think we've actually come a long way from that or where do you think we stand in regards to that today? Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later on as well. But the, the survey was repeated uh, in 2007 as well. And there definitely have been improvements, particularly in relation to depression and people's understanding that it is okay to speak to a GP or to speak to a psychologist but we still have a long way to go with people's understanding of psychosis Um, a lot of people still have a misperception that people who have experience of psychosis are dangerous uh, and um, not to be trusted and I think we still there's still some way to go with um, people's understanding of anxiety particularly obsessive compulsive disorder as well as PTSD in relation to, I mean, people understand PTSD in relation to coming back from a war, but -hmm. not so much in relation to um, someone who might have experienced um, abuse or assault. Yeah, so just going to mental health mental health first aid um i know absolutely nothing about it so for our listeners at home who 
probably are in the same boat. Um, what is mental health first aid? So mental health first aid is modelled on first aid. It's the it's the first aid provided to someone experiencing a developing mental health problem, the recurrence of an existing mental health problem or experiencing a mental health crisis like suicidal thoughts and behaviours. And the first aid is provided to that person until they um, access appropriate professional help or until the crisis resolves on its own. So the, the role of the first aider is just like when you provide physical first aid. You're not being a doctor, you're not being a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're also not being a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but you're providing that initial support to someone when you notice those signs of a mental health problem and getting them to appropriate support. Yeah, I really like how you've made that distinction between, you know, the fact that you're not actually a psychologist, you're just somebody who's administering that first step of support. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about what participants actually learn when they undertake a um, first aid course in Mm -hmm. mental health? So they learn about the signs and symptoms of depression, anxiety problems, psychosis and substance use problems. We also touch on risk factors a little bit and then an appropriate and evidence-based treatments that are available because that helps with the first data being able to encourage a person to seek professional help. Then we also teach participants an action plan. So just like first aid has an action plan of DRA, BC, and there's, there's more letters that have been added to that now. Uh, Mental Health First Aid is an action plan called ALGEE. So we teach them the skills of how to provide that action plan to different mental health problems and different related mental health crises as well. Mm -hmm. And so as well as like the normal standard courses, um, I believe you guys offer more courses as well. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, so our flagship course is the standard course. So that's skills that any adult can learn to help a fellow adult or it's a might be a colleague, a friend or a fellow member of the community. We also have a program for adults to learn skills on how to help a young person. So that's quite suitable for parents and teachers and um, sports coaches. We have a teen program that goes into high schools. So it's a it's a, a briefer course where adolescents learn how to support a fellow peer and, mm. and encourage them to talk to a trusted and responsible adult. And we also have modifications for different cultural groups and different professionals. So we have an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander course. Uh, We've had modifications for the Vietnamese Australian community, the Chinese Australian community, and for a number of professions like lawyers, um, uh, tertiary students, um, financial professionals, and pharmacists, and more to come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can you please tell us a little bit more about what a workplace mental health first aid officer does? Mm -hmm. So a workplace mental health first aid officer is someone who has done the mental health first aid course and has been accredited as a mental health first aider, and their workplace has appointed them formally in that role to look out for fellow co-workers. So just like most workplaces now have first aid officers and they're obligated to, Uh, workplaces are starting to choose to appoint uh, someone similar um, as a mental health first aid officer. So is there like a business case for workplaces to appoint a mental health first aid officer? Well, PricewaterhouseCoopers in 2014 did a return um, on investment analysis looking at the latest National Health and Wellbeing Survey and the prevalence of mental health problems. And they calculated an average return on investment of $2.30 for every dollar invested in evidence-based mental health programs like Mental Health First Aid. Mm -hmm. And that's quite high. And the the return on investment is larger for smaller organisations and for certain industries as well. So I think uh, from, from that perspective, from an ROI, there's definitely a case. 
Okay. Could you tell us about um, Mental Health First Aid Australia's recommendations for people who work in human services? Yeah, look, mental health first aid is quite popular within health and human services and I think that's because these are frontline workers who are often uh, interacting with members of the public who are at higher risk of mental health problems but they themselves do not have um, clinical skills to be able to adequately respond in those situations. So we've seen that it is quite popular within, for example, the public service and within non-clinical health workers and what we would like to see is that it become it becomes mandated. We've been quite fortunate to recently been um, awarded some funding from the Australian Government Department of Health and part of that this project in relation to suicide prevention is that we will be providing subsidised training to health and human um, health and allied health tertiary students uh, yes. in, who are enrolled in first year because ultimately we'd like to see that a lot of those kinds of professions when they're in pre-service they have to do first aid training yeah. uh, at the even before they go into their first year um, course or maybe before they go into placement, we'd like to see mental health first aid also being mandated at that at that mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing to get mandated because, like you said, like first aid training is mandatory for so many jobs and so many professions, but there's nothing to be done about mental health first aid. And often workplaces breed stress and they breed mental health problems and that's where it really needs to be shining a light on it I guess yeah. yeah look and it's fantastic that first aid is is ha- has such importance mm. in the workplace and in for certain professions that we we you know we take it so seriously like that the physical health and the, the potential of injury in a workplace and it, it's just that mental health has been lagging behind physical health for some time but mm, we're yeah. starting to catch up now and people are starting to recognize that it is equally as important and in most workplaces and professions it's more prevalent yeah so you you know, on a practical day-to-day basis, it, they're things that you need. You need to have skills around it because people are being faced with it and not don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in talking about like the training programs and that, how are mental health first aid, tr- like Australia, um, training like programs, um, and how how are they being developed and are they evidence based at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mental health first aid has been fortunate because it was co-founded by a researcher. So we were evaluating from the very first course in the year 2000. So there's quite uh, quite a, a large body of evidence that demonstrates that it is effective. We've had over 20 um, pu- published uh, evaluations and we've actually had a meta-analysis. So that's a study of studies which has demonstrated some really strong uh, outcomes for the program. We're also very rigorous about the way that we develop our r- curriculum. So what we write in the course is not just the opinion of the founders or of a particular staff member. What we do is consult with experts. So we consult with carers, consumers, so people with lived experience and professionals using the Delphi consensus method. And what that does is uh, it brings all their their uh, expertise together and what they agree on 80% of the time is what we form our, our guidelines, which are freely available uh, on our website. And that becomes the content of, of what we teach in our courses. Mm. So can anyone uh, do the course at all? Yeah, anyone can do the course and, and we hope that everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, as well as teaching participants specific mental health first aid skills, are there any other outcomes that are associated with completing this course? Yeah, so the the evaluations demonstrate that there is uh, people have increased knowledge, obviously, of, of mental health first aid strategies. They have increased confidence on how to help someone um, with a mental health problem, and they have reduced stigmatising attitudes. And and when we do follow up participants, say three, six, you know, months later, they actually have had experiences where they've used their skills and offered help mm. to someone they were concerned about. Yeah, that sounds like it's really making a positive difference in society then. I kind of want to know a little bit about your journey and how you first got involved in mental health first aid because it's, I know like I like I personally have never really heard much about it. So I guess looking from an outsider point of view, how did you get into it and um, how did you get into your new role of CEO as well? Well, I've been with mental health first aid for six years. Previous to that, I was working in mental health promotion and, and you know, Prior to that, I studied psychology and public health. I always had an interest in mental health. Uh, I was like an, an accidental counsellor, I think, for most of my family and friends growing up. So, <laughs> um, so I, I fell into it from that way. But I think I was really attracted to the mental health first aid program because even though I'd done psychology, I I really lacked a lot of mental health literacy uh, skills. I remember uh, volunteering at a um, an accommodation service for people uh, experiencing uh, issues with um, with shelter, and uh, a, a young woman came through who was acutely psychotic in the middle of the night, and I responded really terribly to that situation, <laughs> and um, and it was only until after I'd done mental health first aid I realised what I could have done differently and and the gaps in my knowledge. So mm-hmm. it's something that I don't think you can take for granted, even if you have you know, study psychology, um, they're, they're, they're really great skills that I think that every person needs to know. Yeah, mm. and you probably need to learn it, like, not textbook. You need to... Yeah, it's practical. Really practical, yeah. Yeah, and that's in the course you go through practising those skills yeah. through case studies and ultimately through a role play mm. because it's hard to ask the question and, yeah. you know, to say a lot of those words out loud, people feel uncomfortable. So it's really good to practise that in a safe yeah. environment. And it's just like regular first aid training. They bring in the dummy and you perform CPR <laughs> and everything like that. That's so right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it makes it, it, makes it feel much more easy once you start practising. Mm. So in terms of the actual trainers um, of Mental Health First Aid Australia, how do they actually become trainers and, I guess, what's the process involved in all of that? Mm, so we don't employ our instructors. We uh, People apply to become instructors with us and their background is usually uh, they might have lived experience of mental illness or they might have a, a background as a social worker or psychologist or, um, or work in HR. And they need to have also some experience with uh, adult education. And then they train with us for five days and we then they become accredited as a mental first aider. And then they can deliver the course independently of us. So most people are sent through their workplace. So they're either training fellow co-workers or they're training uh, members of the public and they're working in the, you know, in a health kind of setting or public health setting. Mm-hmm. So we have about 1,300 instructors across Australia and it's, oh, yeah, wow. it's constantly growing. We're doing instructor training pretty much every month yeah. <laughs> across yeah. Australia. And how many people do you think um, receive the first aid training every year or so? Mm. Well, 
Well, in terms of, uh, yeah, the number of people who do the actual course, yeah. the, what we call our first mental health first, first aiders. Course, yeah. So we've trained uh, half a million Australian adults. Wow. wow. We reached a milestone beginning of the year and it, it is a program that has spread internationally. So mm. we've trained over 2 million people worldwide. Wow. Mm. So, yeah. And just going into like the ish- international aspect, aspect of mental health first aid, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we licensed the program to suitable organisations overseas. The first program that adopted it was Scotland, I think, in about 2005. Mm. So it's across all developed English-speaking countries. So it's in the USA, Canada, all across the UK. Uh, It's also in some Asian countries and some Western European countries. Um, It's in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's going to go to Dubai soon. So, yeah, it's it's uh, with each country, they take the program and they make modifications f- that are suitable for, for their own culture uh, mm. in terms of the prevalence of mental health problems and the, the pathways to seeking, seeking help, yeah. you know, which can vary from country to country. We really want it to be spread across developing countries, but we don't have a suitable manual yet because it's, it's quite different in developing countries you know, with different health systems. Um, you know, you don't have a GP or a psychologist. It might be a traditional healer that yeah. you're accessing. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to get funds at the moment to be able to modify our course so because we do get a lot of requests from developing countries for the program. Mm. That's quite interesting that um, it's, it's got quite an international base. Um, you mentioned that it was also existent in Saudi Arabia. I come from an Egyptian background myself and I know that mental health literacy is quite poor in awareness. In terms of awareness, we are lagging quite you know far behind the rest of the Australian community Mm. so I was just wondering would you be able to tell us a little bit about or will you know do you know how many people actually access the mental health first aid course in a country like Saudi Arabia where the stigma is quite high well they have just launched their first instructor training about three months ago so Mm -hmm. I found a Betty Kitchener traveled over there in March I think it was so they I'm not sure if they're delivering courses yet but they've gone it took them about a year to modify the program to make it suitable for their country that's that's average time that it would take Mm. um but they do report back to us on a yearly basis on how their numbers are going so Mm. I can always let you know yeah that'll be really (laughs) interesting yeah that is super interesting as well to even like know that it's like mental health first aid is not only just in Australia like it's all over like the world yeah just like first aid I guess you know it's it's a it's yeah available across the globe yeah and I guess in a way it's also kind of universal mm. as well yeah. yeah um so jumping on like the aspects of mental health uh what do you think are the most misunderstood um I guess kind of disorders in that by the general public um and do you think um there needs to be more education when it comes to mental health yeah, well, well, yeah, as I alluded to earlier, I think that we have definitely progressed in our understanding of depression. So uh, we find in courses that a lot of people have a, have a general understanding of what depression looks like and, and feels like. And also a lot more people now are less hesitant to ask someone if they're feeling suicidal. So I think people are getting more comfortable with talking about suicide. But I think that there's still a long way to go with understanding psychosis. So disorders like schizophrenia are still quite misunderstood. And a lot of that is probably influenced by the media portrayal of of those kinds of mental health problems. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see 
us go further with our understanding of anxiety disorders like obsessive compulsive disorder and PTSD and personality disorders still have a lot of stigma attached to them, uh, which makes it quite difficult for people to seek help. So we still have a way to go there for people living with um, issues like borderline personality disorder. Okay, so I guess um, going back to, you know, we alluded to this earlier in terms of improvement in in mental health and I guess where we're progressing in terms of that. Um, Could you quickly maybe talk to us about the trends over the last five years about in terms of mental health and mental health literacy? Well, yeah, I wish I knew formally. We are due for a a national survey um, of our mental health and wellbeing this year. However, the government has not funded it. They do that every 10 years. So we're asking people who want to see uh, how things are changing, if it's, you know, if, if the prevalence of mental health problems are reducing or increasing to lobby their, um, their local member um, mm-hmm. for, the, for the survey to be funded because it's really important that we have this data. We only have really, you know, small surveys that are not representative uh, and anecdotal kind of evidence that, you know, the, um, that the prevalence of mental health problems are changing and that people's understanding are changing, but we really need to have well-funded large surveys to properly understand what's happening. Hmm. Um, so just for our listeners at home, if they're interested in getting involved in mental health first aid, uh, where can they go to find out more information? Yeah, so if people want to do a course, they can just jump onto our website, which is www.mhfa.com.au, and they can search for a course in their local area, or if they can't find a course coming up, they can contact an instructor. We have um, about four... 4,000 courses per year, so you should be able to find a course in your own area. Mm-hmm. And if not, we do have e-learning courses as well. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll make sure that that link is up on our podcast as well when this goes live later tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on the show and sharing all about um, mental health first aid. It's been really, really informative and something really different, I think, needs to be focused on in society we often lack a bit of knowledge about mental health um so bringing this to light in the general community is really important yeah thank you um so you've been listening to brainwaves on 3cr you can find more podcasts of our show 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves um just a reminder to our listeners radiothon 2017 is coming up in a couple weeks time we will be doing a special show in two weeks on the 14th of june we're hoping to raise $1,000 to go towards supporting 3CR and the Brainwave show in bringing you more up-to-date info on mental health. It's definitely not too early to donate. If you'd like to, head to 3cr.org.au slash donate, or you can call up the studio on 9419 We're looking forward to Radiothon, and we thank you for your continued support of Brainwaves. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for a new episode. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.